What's up, folks? Thank you for tuning in to the Progression Project Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Antonson, and today's guest on the show is Glenelle Jordan. Uh, she's known as Ocean Baby on Instagram. That's Ocean underscore Baby on Instagram. If you're not following her, follow her. Um, she's on Oahu and foils with all the folks out there and does a lot of toe foiling as well with her husband, who's Mountain Hallie on Instagram. Um, this is cool that uh, Glenelle came on the show. She won the first event on Kauai uh, a month or so ago. So technically, we we're joking around about this on the show, technically she is the highest rated foiler to be on the show as that's pretty much the first contest and she won it. So uh, I thought that was really cool. Um, there are some very cool insights uh, that Glenel goes into. We were talking about pumping, and she thinks that the physicality of females is different than males. So she does not model the same folks that you know I model in pumping. Um, she thinks that the you know the uh, female body is different, and and the flow should be different for pumping. And so she goes into that a little bit, which I thought was pretty cool. Goes through boards, what she's riding, all that. A lot of funny stories. The story that she tells about the contest, about having a little anxiety and then maybe having a beer before the the final heat um, is awesome. You guys will love that. Told that on Instagram before as well. So um, hope you guys like the show. For me, I've been having a, a great week of testing a lot of new boards. I had two new prototypes come in. Um, I am testing, I found some shapes that I really like now after the last six months of basically dialing in shape and really liking how boards are releasing off the water, really liking, um, the angle of attack of flight. Now I'm playing with the, uh, construction and size. So I'm, I'm playing between different weights and different sizes of boards. And so it's really interesting what I'm landing on. I'm not going to open it all up yet. Uh, I want to test a little bit longer, but I am, it, it's not exactly what everyone else is, is feeling. And so it's going to be interesting to kind of um, have these conversations with some guests in upcoming episodes, um, you know, flexibility, which, which I do not think is a good thing for foil boards and how you achieve that with lighter construction. You know, I think a lot of what I initially read into heavier construction might've been more about flex. Um, although there is still a place for, for heavier boards, um, depends on the style of surfing and it's a lot about swing weight, but really cool stuff that and diving into the, the 190, the Unifoil 190s now just become my favorite wing. The, the speeds that you can pump, and I'm pumping that wing three, four miles an hour faster than anything else I'm riding, which is just insane because it opens up, um, a whole lot. It almost feels like you're getting whipped in most of the time. So approaching sections as if you're coming off a ski instead of kind of pumping out, which really opens up those turns. Um, and then the funny part is, is that because you're covering so much more ground, it's, in, it's so much more efficient. It's actually, I'm using less energy when I pump the 190 than even say the 250 when you look at distance covered. So that was a, uh, that was an interesting thought the other day. So lots of fun stuff, man. The, the, the more I'm into this sport, the, the more I love it and the more I dive deeper into it, which is really cool. 
So um, I'm sure you guys are following that path as well. Anyways, hope you guys had a great uh, holiday, and this is going to be dropped on New Year's Eve, so have a great, safe night tonight on New Year's, I hope, and um, yeah, thanks so much for, for following along in 2019. 2020 is going to be a lot better. I kind of am understanding the path of the show and feedback. Everything's been great, and it seems like it's kind of catching on and resonating, so I'm loving that, and I'm stoked that you guys are stoked, so hit me with feedback, suggestions and any random questions happy to do it when i have time and yeah have a great great new year all y'all and this podcast is with ocean baby glenelg jordan enjoy glenelg thank you for coming on the podcast how are you i'm doing good thank you so much um, super excited to have you. I didn't know if, uh, if you would do it after the big win or if you were too big time, but this is awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's actually my honor. <laughs> um, why don't you share your story with us? You know, give us background, um, how you got to this okay. place in the foiling world and all of that. <laughs> I'm not really sure if I'm in any place, um, <laughs> But um, I've been surfing my whole life, and I've living living out here in Hawaii on the North Shore for the past twenty years, and um, absolutely in love with surfing, my fa- most favorite sport. Um, been kite surfing for about nine years, and uh, love kite surfing because it got you out into the ocean in subpar conditions. In a very short session, in one hour, you could catch thirty waves. Uh, no paddling necessary, and generally not really a crowd to worry about. Um, then I got into stand-up surfing. Um, out on the North Shore, the mountains are really beautiful, so I've been doing a bunch of dirt biking. Um, and then about five years ago, I started flirting with uh, big wave surfing a little bit. I'm always just kind of looking for something different to do. I kind of get bored easily, so always just like trying new things and I get jealous if I see other people having more fun than me. Um, and then, um, my husband just starts showing me videos a few years ago, people on these foils and he's like, what's going on? He's like, I think we need to do this. And I'm always the skeptical person at first. I'm like, I don't know. Are you sure? And he just goes ahead and buys, um, our first foil a few years ago was a ride engine. Um, it was, uh, really, really heavy and really, really big. And, uh, about two summers ago, this is summer of 18, um, is on the North shore. If you live here full time, you know, summer comes around, you got to figure out what you're going to do with your time. You know, you've basically taken up a new hobby and it's usually dirt biking or kite surfing, but I was like, yeah, I was kind of getting a little bored with those things. So once the new foil came in and we got a foil board, um, but it was a big board, nothing like what you see today. I just started grabbing the probably 40 pound clunker and heading down to Sunset Beach and paddling out by myself pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and um, did that, you know, all that summer. Um, and then kind of lost touch with it for a few months when winter started back up. Um, and I wasn't really getting that good. I mean, the, the foil was huge for me. I'm only 125 pounds. And 
the foil was massive. I mean, I was on, I'd catch a wave and I'd be basically standing on the nose of the board just to keep the thing in the water. And at this point, my husband still hadn't figured it out. And um, I surfed way more than him. So I kind of took over the, the foil. And um, I, I wasn't really flying that well on it. It was going, but I wasn't able to really get anywhere with it. Um, and then that uh, the winner of 2018, we actually went on our honeymoon to Kandui in the Mentawai. And the owner was so nice. He has a jet ski of the resort and he, he uh, let us use his jet ski. And my husband somehow convinced me to bring the foil down there. I was like, you're crazy. We're going to the best waves in the planet and you want to bring a foil. I was like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and he's lo- he has all these crazy ideas and somehow I just get sucked into them all. And, um, so we brought it down there and the owner let us use the jet ski and we started towing around Kandui with this foil, trying to figure out what the heck we were doing. <laughs> Are we doing it right? We weren't really sure what we were doing. And we started catching some waves over there and really got the hang of, you know, getting up behind a jet ski. Um, and that's kind of where it really sharpened I saw because the waves were just so perfect over there um, that it made it really easy to learn. Um, so anyways, we came back. Uh, we ended up selling him the owner of the resort, our foil came back, ordered another ride engine. I think it was even bigger and even heavier, still not really knowing what we were doing. Um, Cause I never, I wasn't really following, you know, any foilers on Instagram. Um, I was just kind of doing things on my own. And then I spent um, the remainder of the winter foiling instead of surfing, um, not doing, still not really doing that well on this big foil. And then, started going to this spot a lot on the North shore when the waves started dying off. And one of my husband's friends kept seeing me going with the foil and he's a foil board shaper. His name's Gordon, um, his handles FS Hawaii. And he calls my husband. He's like, what is your wife doing? She's foiling every day. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, she's really into it. And he's like, well, we got to get her on some different equipment. And he's like, okay, we still didn't know what was right or wrong. Um, So he shaped me this four two board, which is the one that I wrote in the contest. And he tells me, he's like, you know, you could get an Armstrong. He's like, but you know, if you really want to get better, I think you should get an MFC. And I was like, okay, a what, a who? Sure. Whatever you say. (laughs) And I go to Maui a bunch for work. And so I went over to Maui and I went to the MFC shop and I picked up an MFC, the 1075, hooked it up to my new board and away I went. And within one week of getting on a new board with a new foil, I leveled up so fast. Kind of blew my mind, actually. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, And yeah, I just became absolutely massively hooked. Um, Ridiculously hooked. I mean, I'm sure you see it on my Instagram. But (laughs) when I was in my love affair with foiling, it was, um, it was, I didn't care what the conditions were like. I didn't care if I was alone surfing. I didn't care what side of the island I drove to. Um, I just wanted to go as much as possible every day. Are, are you out of that phase? And and what does it feel like to be that <laughs> that foil brain? I mean, I I have been there. I might be there still, but what does that feel like? Um, it is. You know, it's weird because I've been surfing my whole life, and as much as I love surfing, I never had the type of intense um, obsession as I feel with foiling. Um, and I I can't explain why. And as as much as amazing as surfing is, there's something about foiling that just 
makes it, um, I can be hungry, I can be thirsty, I can be tired, and it just doesn't matter. Um, it's all I'd want to do. And I would, and I, I hate driving the traffic on this island. It's horrible. And yet I would sit in traffic. I would go absolutely anywhere, um, just to be able to foil. And I'd stay out till dark. It didn't matter if I was cold. Um, just, it was a psycho obsession. I mean, if you, the people that know, you know, and if you don't know, it's, it's really hard to explain. And your friends look at you like you're, you're crazy. And I think it is a, a slight, um, psychotic craziness <laughs> happening too. <laughs> um, have you listened to any of the flow conversations that I've had? I mean, you've mentioned uh, dirt biking and big wave surfing. A, a lot of that seems like it would be very. Um, yeah, relevant. no, I, I have a bit actually. My husband's listened to to the podcast way more than I have, and he started telling me about this. And so then I'd listen to them and. I'd, be like, yeah, that's right. That's right. Cause it's all these things I think already, but um, I don't really get to talk to anybody else about it. And then I listen to, you know, the people you've interviewed and I'm like, wow, that's so true because that's kind of why I got into, you know, big waves is I liked that, the, the thrill and that moment when you're dropping in and time kind of slows. Um, and I, I definitely like, I get that same experience, even with dirt biking, um, just this zone you're in. Um, and it, it's really intriguing. I think it has something to do with the brain um, chemistry and what the brain likes to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, but in, and I'm actually a decent dirt biker and I, I really have no desire to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want to do is spoil. I'm like, I'm wondering, is there going to be a time when this is going to stop? And I'm just not sure. <laughs> have you seen the the instagram meme that went around that was the uh the letter to the surfboard saying i'm sorry it's not you it's me i've moved on oh i didn't see that oh it's brilliant it's brilliant yeah. he's basically apologizing for not riding any of his surfboards for like the last year and he's giving them all away because <laughs> he started foiling yeah i've been selling a bunch of boards i'm keeping obviously some of my really good ones and my gun it's just kind of hanging in my living room i'm like I'm not saying I'm never going to do it again, but I'm, I'm okay with not doing it for a while. Yeah. I don't don't feel guilty about it. What do you miss from surfing that foiling doesn't give you? Is there anything, is there, is there something that you're, you think Um, about the big, big waves, big Mm -hmm. waves for sure. Um, I do feel at times when the waves get bigger and we're not out on the ski that I wish I could paddle into a wave on a foil, um, a bigger wave. Um, so that, that is one thing that I feel like the foiling is missing out on. Um, and so I've been thinking like, how can we overcome that? I mean, I know uni is coming out with a smaller wing. So I think a smaller wing, the 150 that will mm-hmm. kind of make that possible, but then we'd have to have a bigger board. Um, so that's the only thing, but we, we do a hand, a bit of toe foiling. We call it toiling. <laughs> so that, um, kind of fills that that big wave void a little bit but i'd love to be able to paddle out in bigger waves because that was something that i always really enjoyed doing is being out in the big surf um so i i have a feeling though foiling will probably get there it will look at how far it's come in the last year i think um when you guys are are uh toe foil when you're toiling Toiling. Um, toiling. <laughs> how how big are you going? Like what what uh what type of waves are you looking for? And you know, what are you comfortable size wise if uh, foiling? Uh so 
over the past year, we were probably doing a lot of toe foiling, I'm sorry, toiling in a, about four to six foot surf. But the past couple of weeks here in Hawaii, we've gotten a couple bigger swells. So we were out in eight to 10 foot surf. Um, and what's interesting is we're actually going the same spots that we would be regular toe surfing at. So we weren't necessarily going somewhere um, different. And I'm not going to name the names of spots. <laughs> I don't think it's appropriate. But um, just as my last session last week, I was out in pretty heavy eight-foot surf. And I don't like to toil with a life jacket. I, I don't know. It feels cumbersome. And then this first instance in the past year, I was like, I kind of wish I had a life jacket right now. Yeah. It was a very slabby, angry wave. <laughs> I think I posted it um, on my Instagram. Um, and it was fast. And um, we used to ride the Armstrong with the long 800 with the long mast. And now we've been on the Uni. Mm-hmm. We don't have the long mast yet. So we're um, still with like a 29-inch mast in the 175 wing. Okay, And it surprisingly works really well in, in big, big surf. But you're flying. It's, you're going so, so, so fast. Do you wear GPS? Yeah. Do you know how fast you're going? No, we haven't gotten to that part of it. But I think my friend wore a GPS. Um, he was in some similar surf. And I think they were saying like close to 30 miles an hour. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Have you yeah. ever started to feel cavitation from the speed? You know, what, what what effects do you feel on the foil when you start hitting, you know, top speeds in that size surf? Um, you know, it really depends on the wing, I think. Um, on the uni that I've been riding in this big surf, I haven't felt much cavitation, actually, um, even though it was pretty bumpy. Mostly the hardest part is just keeping the wing in the water. And so I'll just be very, very heavy, um, front footed. Um, and you'll see a couple of my crashes where I just couldn't keep it in the water and kind of just have a massive explosion, but I haven't felt much cavitation. It's actually pretty smooth. I feel more cavitation and smaller surf. Um, when there's just kind of white water around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you feel cavitation on other wings at those speeds? Um, Probably for sure. You know, it's hard to say. I haven't been on the Armstrong in several months since we got the uni. And I haven't been on the Armstrong since I've been more comfortable in bigger surf. Um, but the difference with the Armstrong is, I'm sure you guys know this, just the curvature of the wing. Different from the uni where it's flatter. Um, so for me, being only 125 pounds, it's been really easy for me to keep the the vortex wing in the water because it is flat. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's a bigger wing, I have an easier time keeping it in the water. And with the, the flat, um, oh, I'm sorry, no, I'm never mind. We're not using a flat back tail for toilet. We tried that. That was really scary, actually. <laughs> Why was that scary? So, what do you use the down um, curve it, normally? Um, it's called the flare. So, it's kind of like a not the down curve one, but the other one. It kind of flares up on that the tips kind of flare up. It's like a little bit stabilizer. Okay. I don't have that wing. Um, I really like it, especially in bigger surf because it holds the line really well when you're trying to do a big turn. Um, 
Whereas like my flat wing that I ride in smaller surf, it makes it really loose. And when I took that out into big waves, it just became um, so, so slippery and um, just wasn't good for the big waves. You want something to handle the big waves really well. You can, you know, do your turns and you won't slide out. Gotcha. That 150 unifoil has absolutely changed um, my son's world because it's the first wing that he can actually surf and not just basically do everything he can to keep it in the water. He only weighs 75 pounds. Um, so it's right. been huge I'm for him. I'm super excited for that one. I, I can't wait to get it. So yeah, just not in full production yet, but it will be soon. And that will be our main tow foil. And then probably one of my main surf foil as well. Right on. Um, I'm going to switch gears a little bit here. I posted up you know, about an hour ago asking for questions on Instagram and I got numerous of the same question, which uh, had oh. to do with your contest win <laughs> and the story of the contest win. So could you recount that? Because oh, man, that's, that's, really that's pretty epic. I think that that's, I mean, pretty legendary. Uh, so the wings were pumping at Kalapaki. It was kind of solid forefoot on the steps, at least the heat, the first heat for the girls. And um, and I really like bigger waves. And so I was like, I'm okay trying to take off on these. And But, um, you know, when the sets would come, it would just suck you deeper into the pit and they would jack up and some of them were barreling. And I was super amped just to be in a contest. And so I was going and most of them I was um, falling on. And, um, one of the last ones I fell on, I, I fell on my ankle, fell on top of my foil pretty hard. And I was like, I couldn't move my ankle. I came up and I couldn't move my foot. And I was like, Oh my God, I broke my ankle. And my girlfriend was in the channel waiting for the next heat. And I yelled at her. I was like, I think I broke my ankle. And, um, right then a wave came and I was like, well, let me see if I can stand up. And I was able to stand up and ride it in. And, um, I had a doctor friend on the beach and he checked me out. He's like, you're not broken. And I was like, well, that's good. Um, and I went in and I started icing it and he said, you know what? He's like, you're going to be fine. You'll be able to surf. But the pain was excruciating. If I didn't know better, I would have said it was broken. Um, and the thing was swelling up hugely. Um, so I put some ice on it and I listened to my doctor friend and I said, I guess I'll surf. I don't know. And I have my, my husband brought me a beer and then, um, they took off. And then I asked, I remember I asked Scotty, the floor wizard, I'm like, will you bring me a beer? You bring me another beer. <laughs> and now I'm laying there on the sofa with my eyes up, just drinking beer. And then it's like half an hour before the heat. And I'm like, well, I'm feeling really good now. <laughs> <laughs> and my son had wrapped my leg. I was like, well, I might as well, my, if the doctor said I can go out, I might as well go out. And I took a whole bunch of ibuprofen, a whole bunch of Tylenol and had like two or three beers. And I said, I guess I'm going. And, um, and now I'm feeling really good because I'm way more relaxed than I was in the first heat. And, um, I was actually laughing and having a good time. And I paddled out in the channel with the other girls and I was making jokes and the steps were coming. And I was like, girls, I don't want any of those. You guys can have them. I don't want to hurt myself again. I'm not going for any of those waves. And when the heat started, I was just sat there and I was like, you know what? My main goal is I don't want to hurt myself. I was like, I'm not going to win. So I might as well just relax and just catch a couple waves that I'm not going to fall on. And that's exactly what I did. Um, and I definitely didn't think I won. And 
Um, I was very, very surprised. A couple of people that were watching were like, thought that I had won, but I was like, you're crazy. I definitely did not win. <laughs> but it really helped. I don't know, something about being a little buzzed and relaxed really helped to calm my nerves and just take away the pain. Um, I messed up my ankle pretty bad. It's still really, really swollen. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You know, thinking that you're not going to win is a really good strategy. <laughs> 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 and yeah, and drinking. I'm like, I don't know. There's something to that. You know, when you're too amped up and you want to win really bad, that's when you do bad. And that's why I fell so much in the first team. So is this going to create a, you know, um, a, a pattern for next contest? Are you going to have, you know, a certain amount of beers before the contest you know or... it might because i'm a very energetic person and i i don't think that's helpful in contest um and i do need to kind of relax and mellow out so i i will most definitely probably drink a beer before my next contest absolutely <laughs> everyone else is drinking <laughs> red bulls and you're over there pounding <laughs> coors light well that was what i did i had a red bull before my first heat and that was a mistake <laughs> about a beer. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, that's cool. What was the vibe? Talk about the the contest. I haven't talked to anyone um, who was at the contest on the podcast yet. What was the uh, What was the vibe like? Oh, that's amazing. Hi, it was such a beautiful experience. And Jason was super spoiled fever on Instagram and put it on. Did such a good job. Um, and he had so much community involvement and support and everybody was just so happy, um, and supportive of each other. And I felt so, so honored and grateful to be a part of that event. Um, so cool. It just seemed like we were making history, you know, the first kind of legitimate oil contest. Um, and it was great. The whole day, Jason was really stressed out. I kept asking him, I'm like, are you okay? Are you okay? Um, he just wanted it to run perfectly. And it, it really, really did. Um, and he was so lucky. The waves were just cranking that day because the guys did so well. And um, it made me just realize, like, wow, there's so much from that I need to learn and um, so much improvement I need to get to see how well and in some of these conditions, it was really remarkable. Um, but I'm so, so, so thrilled to be a part of it. And I'm, I'm excited for the next one. I think he's going to do it in Maui next summer. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I really yeah. wanted to be there for the first event and it didn't line up, but um, hopefully. It was beautiful. It was a passionate experience. I'm like, completely grateful to be part of that. Right on. Um, in watching the competition out there and thinking about, you just mentioned there's so much more for you to, to learn. What are you working on right now? Um, so, um, up until the contest, I was writing the uni vortex. I wanted to stick to one foil so I didn't mess myself up. And then right after the contest was over, I switched to the hyper 170. Um, because so before, um, the contest it's all over my Instagram. I injured myself from learning how to pump and I had to stop surfing for like a month. And, you know, now I'm totally better. I don't have any knee pain anymore. Um, but I really wanted to get back to connecting ways. And so I got back on the hyper 
I got on the hyper for really the first time and I'm completely blown away by it. Um, but so I'm, my goal right now is just to learn to connect ways, multiple ways. Um, because I think in the next contest, I know that the girls there will be doing that. Um, so I do want to be competitive in that sense. So the hyper is really allowing me as a, a female and I'm, you know, I'm strong, but I'm not um, as strong as some of these men who are really good at connecting ways. And so it kind of helps me um, being able to get the glide and the pump relatively easily. And um, so that's kind of my main focus right now. I don't even try to search the wave in anymore. Like I'm just picking out instantly and just trying to pump back out. What What is helping you the most in refining your pump? What Who are you watching and drawing inspiration from what are you focused on trying to learn if, if you could help people who are also in that same place what's been important to you um well definitely the wing selection as well as the back wing selection so the hyper is like that you know high aspect obviously easy for pumping and then i tried so many different back wings and the goal with pumping is you want you know the less drag as possible so i put on the flat back wing and um that gave it made it easiest for me, like I said, because I'm small and not incredibly strong. It made it really easy for me to be able to pump because there's almost no drag. Um, and then, honestly, it's um, I don't get a ton of um, I, I actually get more knowledge watching girls that are really good. Um, I got a chance to um, watch Paige Elms a little bit as well as um, last summer. Moana, I watched her a bunch at sunset and, um, she just, the way her style, the way she moves her arms, um, I just started copying them and kind of what they're doing, um, just their movement. And, uh, that kind of helped me kind of learn that technique of, um, and then exiting the wave. So I don't even, you know, wait till I get into the inside. I just drop in and I instantly kick out with lots of speed and just focus on pumping back out. Right on. So that's, those are all, yeah. Um, so you mentioned there that you draw more inspiration and are modeling women who are pumping. Do you think there's a difference in physiology? Do you think that there's a different natural pump motion for women? Yeah, absolutely. I do for sure. Um, and I was the same way with surfing. I, n- I never paid that much attention to men surfing. I was always watching women. Well, we're just built differently. You know, we have different muscle mass. We move differently. Our hips move differently. Um, so I personally get way more out of watching women than I do men. Um, like I said, probably the, the the girl I copied the most was probably Moana because she really got the, the motion down and the technique down. And she was also on a high aspect wing. Um, and I think that just really helps for, for women, um, to just have that, you know, little bit of assistance as strong as I am. I just, I still have a hard time, um, keeping up with the pumps and a lot of, a lot of back leg, a lot of the time. If you could give advice to any women, like what, what is, what is different? Can you pick out any specific differences and things that you, you know, made cog, you know? <laughs> changes on i just think this is an interesting point it's not something i'd ever thought of before or i it's just it's super um, super cool yeah definitely getting because i've been telling my girlfriends a lot this um just getting the right wing that has most you know the most glide and then just having the right um hand movement the the swing if you watch moana's videos she has this arm swing that um to me is everything 
um, the motion, the swing of her arms is what propelled her forward. Um, and I was, I was told by some friends, don't get too into the weeds on trying to explain pumping. Because so, <laughs> I am not the expert pumper, but um, I'd say just the technique, if you look at her videos, she, she has it really well. And then just having um, the right wing and just having enough speed. That's really done it for me. Yeah. I, I think about this also in context of my son, because he has um, had some issues with pumping. And I wonder if it's a function of weight, you know? Um, I feel like the weight and strength, you can get a lot of drive and over, you know, overcome that drag. And as he's gone lower profile, it's been easier for him to pump and it might be something mm -hmm. to that as well. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't say I'm next on it. Like I said, I just copy people. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how you learn though. Um, <laughs> Well, that's awesome. That was that was very cool insight. What about uh, what about boards? What do you like in a board? Um, well, uh, like I said, I'm pretty limited in board um, knowledge. My first, um, you know, real board was my FS Hawaii board uh, that Gordon made, and it really propelled me to improve really quickly because it had a lot of uh, volume in the front, so I was catching tons of waves. Um, it doesn't look like your t traditional board on um, the big round nose. Um, and then he's um, a total engineer. So he's really into the aerodynamics of if it being, um, you know, having this certain um, downward push so that the foil is not trying to buck you off all the time. Um, so I really, I wrote that for like, gosh, what, eight months? That's all I wrote pretty much. It's, um, he shapes our toil board too. It's kind of the same idea, but it's a lot smaller. Um, but I really liked it because, in my opinion, the more waves I can catch, the better I'm going to get faster. Um, and it's a, it was a four-tooth. It was pretty small. Um, in the contest, I won um, a magic board uh, from Glenn Pang, and it's a completely different shape. It doesn't have as much um, volume up front. So I am noticing I'm not catching as many waves. Um, but I've only been surfing it for a few weeks, so I'm still trying to learn it. I do like how it feels surfing because it's a lot thinner. So um, it moves really, really well you know, when you're on, on a wave. Um, but I, I ran into Gordon, who does FS Hawaii, this morning, and I was talking to him about my thoughts and feelings. I need, I need something more um, high performance than what he originally shaped for me, but I think more volume than what I have now. Um, so I, I'm not really sure. I'm still kind of um, learning. I know Scotty the Foil Wizard believes in longer, a little bit longer boards and narrower. So I feel like there's no consensus yet on, you know, what's the best board. Um, I can't say that I've figured it out yet. Yeah, um, I agree. I think it's going to be a lot of fun playing with it over the next, over the next few years. And I think it's going to be very condition and foil dependent too, you know. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think we'll all have lots of boards and lots of foils and mix and match. It'd be awesome. Oh gosh, I already do. Don't even tell me about lots of boards and foils. <laughs> it's an addiction, isn't it? Six or seven foil boards and God, countless foils, and I'm all hung up on if I should selling old foils. I don't know what to do. I just have foils sitting in my living room. I'm like, what am I doing with you? <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you um do you get attached to foils? Do do they hold some sort of you know sentimental feeling value? Like surfboards. Yeah, might? I mean my MFC just took me to another level. And now I'm staring at it and I'm like, do I sell you? I don't know. <laughs> I'm totally attached to it. It's a perfectly good foil and it's very high performance. So um, but you know, so is Unifoil. So I'm not sure. Um yeah, I posted it up for sale and now people ask me about it and I'm like, well, I don't know if I want to sell it now. <laughs> <laughs> so I really don't know what I'm doing. I know I'm accumulating foils, that's for sure. You find yourself just like looking at them, going out in the garage and just checking out your foils? Yeah, no, I literally have one in my living room on my sofa. It's been there for a month. It's my MSC. And I haven't figured out what I want to do yet. <laughs> That is awesome. I'm lending it though. My girlfriend wants to try it, so she can try it first, and then I'll decide. <laughs> um, have you played around much? I know that you know the the MFCs and the and the unifoils. That's all full carbon construction. Have you played around with you know? I guess the slingshot was was aluminum. Um, does the weight in a foil matter to you? Yeah. Well, the right engine, my first foil, that one was aluminum. And it was very, very heavy. Um, and I definitely didn't get as much um, glide from it. Um, but that could have been a lot of different reasons. I, I, I can't say I am not the, the person that tweaks with the foils. It really is my husband who comes up with all the crazy ideas. He's like a mad scientist kind of guy. Um, but it seems to me that the heavier the foils, did it really work with me? It seems to be the lighter everything is, the better. Um, but also the right engine was huge. It was a massive wing. It was probably for a 200 pound man. And I learned on it maybe 120 pounds. Yeah. Th that's a, I don't know which one you had, but I learned on the Manta wing that the right engine, and that was big for me in big. Yeah. Surface. I think that's what it was. Huge. Yeah. I think that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Top speed of about it's nine huge. miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. It's probably why I got relatively good when I hopped on the MSC is I was so used to this big fucking foil. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is like surfing. This is easy. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like having, you know, being in a, a partnership, a husband that shares all the same passions and you guys are towing together and, and all of this? Like, um, it's got to be pretty cool, I would assume. Yeah, I'm really lucky because he, like I said, he's a total mad scientist. He comes up with ideas and sees trends before most people do. Um, and I'm generally most of the time up for whatever he kind of suggests, even though I might not agree and think it's um, a great idea. Um, I kind of trust that his judgment, that he's always right about things. Um, so because he started getting me into toiling like a year ago before I could even foil that well. And um, I'm so grateful for that. Um, he's a really good driver, really good in big ways. Um, and um, being able, you know, we basically learned how to toil together. But I, I can't recommend this for everybody. There's definitely fights to be had with your significant other on a jet ski trying to tow foil, foil each other. Um, but we've also learned so, so much together. And, um, I'm just, I'm, I think we're both lucky. I'm lucky that I have somebody that's willing to do anything. Um, and it comes up with these ideas and he's lucky that I'm pretty much game for anything and not really scared in most situations. 
When are you scared? We have a lot of fun. When am I scared? Yeah. What scares you? If I don't have a life jacket in the laser, call them 10 feet. That's when I get scared. (laughs) (laughs) When when was the last time that you were scared on, on foil? Um, probably just the other day when the waves were pretty big and, um, I crashed and I was on the inside and, um, there was some 10 foot sets and it's hard to, uh, sometimes it can be difficult to sink your board on a ski and grab the rope fast enough without, you know, falling over under pressure and a wave is coming and a wave was coming and I haven't been doing much apnea training because I've been foiling and not doing big waves or thing. And I was like, Oh, I'm not sure if I'm prepared for this you know, to take this on the head. And, um, and, uh, he, they came, luckily we had a friend on the back and I didn't even want to mess around with trying to, you know, get on the rope. And I just handed them the board. I'm like, here, take the board quick. <laughs> so I could just, you know, uh, jump on the sled really fast and get out of there. Um, so it was probably, yeah, that was my, the, probably the only time I've really been scared on the foil was in that time. Um, I'm definitely going to be wearing them in impact vest next time. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you wear a helmet? <laughs> no, I've never worn a helmet and I have a bunch of friends that do. Um, I just never felt the need to wear a helmet. I do. I'm pretty good at blocking my head. Um, when I feel there's a need to, so I, know I never want a helmet. I am more worried about my face than I am about my head. I feel like that. I feel like the falls that, um, that happen very fast generally put me, you know, I would hit my face before I'd hit my head. Um, and sometimes with impact, the the helmet kind of, I think rattles me more because you don't penetrate as fast There's more impact. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm used to the impact. My biggest thing is just the, you know, foils have a mind of their own. And um, they will just turn around and go straight for you sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I'm just mostly worried for it aiming towards me. So I just lock my head, my foil. I stick my arm out in case it's coming straight for me. So I can lock it before it gets to my face. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty used to you know, taking spills. Learning how to toil a year ago, we took a lot of spills. Now I'm kind of comfortable with it. Gotcha. Do you... Did you experience um, heavier moments when in big wave surfing than you do in, in foiling? How do you relate those two experiences and states, uh, big wave surfing and, and foiling when you're towing? Um, well, I do have to say it's really nice this winter to be able to surf and not have anxiety. <laughs> so many sessions where I'd be paddling out the sunset or where I'd be you know, very nervous, slightly sick to my stomach. Um, and then even being out in the lineup, you're just, you know, nervous, you're doing your breathe up trainings while you're out there. Um, and so I I do have to say that it's kind of a nice relief that I don't have (laughs) that feeling. I mean, it's fun, but there is a certain level of fear, um, especially for a woman who's not a professional surfer. I just do it in my free time. Um, but I'd say what I think I like about them both is there's, um, you know, a sense of, um, you're kind of alone and to yourself when I'm out in, you know, bigger surf, I'm generally not talking to people. I'm, you know, in my own headspace waiting for the right wave. Um, just really focusing on myself. And I noticed that foiling too, it's a very 
when I first started foiling, I was always alone. I was never with anybody else. And I, I really like that sense of being, um, you know, on your own. I'm a bit of a hermit and I, I like being in the ocean by myself and um, just having that kind of spiritual experience that you have, you know, whether it's on a foil or if you are in big waves. Who do you who do you normally foil and, and surf with, and how was that inspired or helped you along the way? Yeah, so when I when I got my my new setup, I was surfing with my um, board shaper, and um, we went out to this one spot one day, and the waves were pretty heavy, and we were watching this guy we just met take off on a foil on some pretty solid solid waves that would even be difficult to take off on on a surfboard. And so my, my board shaper, Gordon, he starts taking off and he ends up hurting himself and um, hurting his shoulder really bad. And he paddles in and there's a few other foilers out there and they all introduced me to themselves, themselves to me. Um, one of them was um, this underground, but really good foiler named Johnny. And then um, the photographer, Tetsuo Mahiko. And they introduced themselves to me and they became kind of, my husband likes to call them my foil squad. Um, and so I started foiling with them and Johnny is just absolutely amazing. The best foiler I'd ever seen. And then through them, I started meeting a bunch of other foilers around the island um, who, in my opinion, are some of the best foilers on the planet. Um, everybody talks about, you know, Scotty, the foil wizard is also another guy named Adam. Um, there's Derek Hama, who's like the stand-up foiler, the best guy I've ever seen on stand-up. And just um, surfing with them um, and just watching them, I think, is what helped me to um, get better. Um, just being around. I mean, anything you do, if you're around people that are better than you, you're going to be better. Um, so I was really lucky to get taken in by kind of the foil community and, you know, hone my skills um, with them. So I'm super stoked on that. And now... Um, the foil community is pretty tight knit and everybody knows each other and it's cool to see everybody just getting better and better and improving. Um, so I'm, I'm really grateful for that to have like a, just a group of foil friends that, you know, you can go anywhere on the Island and there's always somebody somewhere. Yeah. I think that being there is probably one of the best places to be with the quality of surf and then the talented talented folks that you get to foil with. And I also think it's incredibly cool how the community has come together uh, on social as well. And just the amount, I'm sure that you get it too, where everybody's kind of talking all the time and helping each other out. I mean, I think that that's one of the neatest things. Are, are you experiencing that on social media as well? Oh yeah. It's crazy. I feel like I have friends from all over the world now. Just the other day, this guy comes up to me in the parking lot, this Brazilian guy. And he's like, Hey, um, I don't know if he said my real name or my Instagram name, but he was like, my name's so-and-so I foil with me. Fernando I'm unifoil in Brazil. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, hi. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's really funny how we have this connection on social media and, um, it's awesome because we get to see what we're all doing and I love it. It's, it's pretty hilarious. I have to say, <laughs> um, but so cool. And I'm so grateful that I've gotten so many, I, I don't think I'd have such a presence on social media, except when I met Ted Shirt, he's a photographer. He started taking pictures with me. Um, and now I have all these beautiful foiling shots. Um, 
So, and that's, I think, what, what helped me, not what helped me. I mean, it's just Instagram, but why I have such a presence on Instagram now. Yeah. I think the value in having the presence on Instagram is having the connections and then being able to have those conversations. I know for me, like my rate of uh, being able to get better um, is so much higher because when I, you know, you post something on, uh, on Instagram and then, you know, if it's on the MFC, Adam Bennett will chime in and be like, maybe try this. Or if it's on a signature, Kane will chime in and say, Hey, why don't you try this? And that is just accelerates the learning curve to such a, such a great, great degree. Oh, it's yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Always messaging Adam Bennett when we were both on MFCs and then came to, I was messaging him and then I went to Maui and I learned how to win wing and, you know, talking to him. Um, and then Mizo too, Mizo is super friendly on social media. Um, so no, it's, it's it's awesome. Um, and now we're all kind of riding the same foils too. So that's really helpful as well. That's awesome. Who are your top follows on Instagram for foiling content? Um, who do I follow the most? Um, probably yeah, Adam Bennett. I first found him like six months ago and I remember asking other foilers, I was like, hey, do you know this guy, Mr. Bennett? And not many people have seen him yet. And I was just blown away by, I mean, everybody knows this, but his style, it's so smooth, it's so much like surfing. Um, and on the MSC, the videos he was posting a while ago when he, when he first got his MSC, just kind of blew my mind. And I was like, that's, that's what I want to aspire to, um, especially his turns and his grab rails and you guys did talked about that a bit um he's you know most definitely my favorite for sure yeah that's your favorite foiling style Adams. yeah absolutely hands mm-hmm. down hands yeah. Down. yeah yeah it's yeah. tough to argue with that um <laughs> yeah it's so good it made me feel a little bit better that he was a professional surfer for 10 years though when he came yeah, on the I show heard that. <laughs> I was like uh-huh that makes Thank yep. you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there were a lot of people who had that same thought. <laughs> yeah, I do think there is something to say for um, your surf skills transferring over into foiling. Um, I, it does seem a bit that the better the surfer is, the better eventual foiler they can be. Um, you know, you know, more style than anything else, right? Um, so I know, like, for example, Scotty's an amazing surfer. Yeah. Um, and you can see it in his foiling too. Yeah, a lot of the lines are the same. It's going to be so interesting to see what happens when you get folks who are just ripping behind wakeboard boats and then coming into the ocean and seeing how that works itself out. Um, yeah, I don't know. The ocean's another animal. It's so unpredictable, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely helps to have a pretty solid surf background. Um, the foil surfing. Right on. All right. What other who, what other um, female foil athletes should I have on the show? What would be your top five list of of other other women women to get on? Talk foiling. Um, I don't know that many. Um, I do know you know Paige Jones. I got to foil with her a couple times. She's um, very good. She has an incredible style. Um, 
she, I'm sure she picked it up really easily. Um, then I saw Milana has great style as well. They're, they're probably the only two girls I can think of. Um, I know Annie, I don't know how much boiling Annie Star is doing, but for sure Paige, absolutely. Okay. Well, right on. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show and no one knows it, but we had some technical difficulties. So I've wasted more of Glenel's time than I was supposed to. So thanks for being really gracious with that as well. Uh, before we hop off, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you, how they can support you. You are the Unifoil uh, distributor now, I guess out there. So that's pretty, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so they, my personal one says ocean underscore baby and the Unifoil one says Unifoil underscore Hawaii. Um, the Unifoils are starting to be in full production and, um, I wouldn't represent them if I didn't think they were helping my foiling. I mean, I'm fully hundred percent only riding Unifoil now for paddling and for pink foiling. Um, so, if, you know, you want to, you know, progress, whether it's pumping or, or surfing, you know, you can talk to me about it. Cause I also acknowledge this MSC and other foils and Armstrong as well. Um, but I'm pretty easy. You can just message me on Instagram. Right on. Any last words for everybody? Um, thank you so much. I'm just, I'm flattered, really. I'm flattered that, um, people want to listen to me, you know, flattered for the support. I that, think you're the all. first, I mean, you are currently leading the women's world tour and foiling. So you're the, yeah. the, the, the highest rated <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the men's rate leading. He's never been on. So technically. <laughs> My husband jokes. He's like, hey, champ. I'm like, I thought. <laughs> well, hey, until you get knocked off the podium, I'd, I'd, I'd take that. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, thank well, thanks you. so much. And you have a open um, invite to come back whenever you want. Um, this was awesome. Oh, God. Thank you so much. Have a great day.